Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 7th, 2016. My name is Phil Prosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com and an exciting weekend for the Orlando Magic in front of a quote-unquote sellout crowd over at the Amway Center. Sorry, it's it says that on the box score, but I'm not quite buying it yet, and that's okay because this team uh, is, is still getting people to believe, and the way they're going to get people to believe is with wins like they did on Saturday against the Washington Wizards. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll have a complete breakdown of that game against the Washington Wizards as well as a complete preview of tonight's game, that's Monday night's game, against the Chicago Bulls up in Chicago. I'll also have a quick, some quick thoughts on the Magic building their identity and how they've begun to put the pieces together, show some results in addition to coming together as, as they continue this early season process. We're now six games into the season and things are still seem seemingly a little uh, inconsistent, but starting to settle down a little bit more. So I'll have some comments on that. And then I'll also talk a little bit about what effect veteran players are having on the Orlando Magic already this season. It's been a pretty clear benefit for the team. But before we get started, I do want to remind every everyone of two things. The first thing is not as important, and that is to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can do that on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those fun places. Anywhere you can listen to the podcast, you can do that. You can also follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnMagic, as well as like our page on Facebook. I post uh, st- uh, posts that are... Uh, Related to the things we talk about on the, on the podcast as well as some other podcast-specific stuff on there. So I encourage you guys to follow us and uh, like us on follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Again, that's at LockedOnMagic as well as on Facebook uh, at LockedOnMagic as well. So uh, like us on Facebook too. Uh, but the more important thing, of course, is it is Monday, November 7th. I don't like to get involved too much in politics. I will say this reminder again for Tuesday's episode as well. But please, if you live in the United States, if you live in Florida, if you are able to vote, early voting in Florida is closed now uh, this week, but election day is Tuesday. Go to your county supervisor of elections uh, website, figure out where your precinct is, and please, 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 please vote. I don't care who you vote for. It doesn't matter to me who you vote for. I just want to make sure that that message is spread to go out and vote and do what you can to make our democracy work. That's, that's the beauty of it, and, and that's always my message around this time. Every year, just go vote. All right, on to more serious matters or less serious matters. or uh, Actually, it's, it's having to do with Washington, so it, it fits that theme perfectly. The Orlando Magic, home against the Washington Wizards on Saturday, pull out an exciting 88-86 victory over the Wizards. Frank Vogel promised us 90-88 games, and he delivered. Give him an extension. Okay, not quite yet. The Orlando Magic won their third straight game uh, with the with a really gutsy, another gutsy performance. Their defense really killer, especially in the fourth quarter. We're seeing this team close out games now. I know, it's crazy. This Magic team is closing out games. And yes, 
Markeith Morris sprung three for a three-pointer at the buzzer with 0.7 seconds left. Nikola Vucevic missed two free throws that would have sealed the game away. But Morris missed it. It didn't matter. The Magic made the plays they needed to to win the game, win their third straight game, and get back to 500 at 3-3. Three and three. This is now uh, an incredibly confident team, a team that that's relieved of some of the pressure that they had at the beginning of the season when they weren't looking very good. And now they're playing confident and playing well together and, and figuring things out, especially on the defensive end because it was their defense that won them this game once again. Orlando Magic entered the third quarter down by nine points. And almost immediately, they caught up. I think it was a 13-3 to run to start the fourth quarter. A lot of it charged by Bismack Biombo's defense. Bismack Biombo is just such an energy, um, just a bundle of energy. He brings so much to this Magic team uh, and helps them tremendously. It woke them up in the second quarter as well uh, when they fell behind by, I think, by... by 10 point, you know, by double digits as well. Uh, really help boost the magic, get them moving in the right direction. He finishes the night with nine points, 12 rebounds, as well as three blocked shots. That's kind of becoming the norm for Bismack Biombo. What wasn't quite the norm in this game, though, was was who was scoring on the other end. Yes, DJ Augustin's been a nice, nice lift off the bench as well offensively. That that offensive second unit works a lot better, and it works a lot better when Mario Azonia is scoring. And I'll have a little bit more on Mario Azonia. Um, I'm planning on, on talking a little bit more about him on Wednesday, it looks like, so we'll get another game under our belt before uh, I really dig into how Mario has been doing to start the season, at least on the podcast. I, I do. Um, our Darway Ch- Chen of Orlando Magic Daily wrote a really good post on his game Friday. We'll have a little bit more on that um, as well, something in the works about, about Mario and what his expectations are at and where he's at. Uh, heading into his second season, but Hizonia came in and really saved the game in, in a couple ways, in more than one way. He scored eight of his nine points in the fourth quarter, ended up shooting four for nine from the floor, missed all four of his three-pointers, but still had a major impact on the game. Uh, Frank Vogel said he, he wanted to keep faith and keep trust in his in his young young you know player. Uh, he knew he was struggling, but had confidence that he would bounce back, and boy, did he. Started the fourth quarter with a nice little pin-down jumper, made it, and once he saw the ball go through the net, things just clicked for him. He was, he was shooting confidently. He's always shot confidently, sometimes overconfidently, uh, but he made baskets. I mean, he made them this time, and that was uh, the key difference for him. Uh, and then defensively, he was a lot better as well. Uh, the big play for Mario Azonia, frankly, was when he dug down, got a steal or picked up a rebound, and then raced to the other end of the floor on his own for a two-handed jam. Really ignited the crowd. Uh, an iconic play for him and a really, really strong play uh, for, for, for Mario and what, what we're beginning to ex- what we need to see from, from Hizonia more often than not. So a strong effort from Hizonia, a strong effort from the bench. Jeff Green leads all scores with 18 points, 5 for 12 shooting. Uh, did a good job getting in the basket, really helped create things when the Magic's offense was really stagnant. And yeah, it was really, really stagnant. They scored 61 points through three quarters, uh, just did not look good. Look, a lot of deep shot clocks. That's something I want to kind of look into as well. Uh, how deep into the shot clock are the Magic shooting throughout this early part of the season? Because it seems like they're struggling to get into a good offensive set, into a good offensive rhythm. But when they found that in the fourth quarter, they were pretty deadly because the defense had finally caught up. They gave up 
36 points in the second half, including just 16 in the fourth quarter. That is a third straight game, three straight wins, third straight game. They've given up fewer than 20 points in the fourth quarter. So essentially, in winning time, the Magic are playing their best defense. And that's helped them win these games. Uh, I've said this, and I don't want to overplay this Magic team or, or raise expectations to a level that's too high, but they're winning games they probably shouldn't be winning right now. They're finding ways to gut games out. And and I, I've said this, what I notice about good teams, or, or what I remember about the 2009 team and the 2010 team, and what really made me think this team is special, is their ability to win games they don't have business winning. And I've, I've said this throughout the first two wins, the Magic didn't have their best stuff on Saturday. They didn't have their best game on Saturday, and maybe the opponents didn't call for their best. Uh, necessarily, I mean, Philadelphia is Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's hard. It, they're they're better than I think people give them credit for, uh, but they're also not a playoff team. Sacramento. Sacramento is good, but not necessarily a playoff team. And certainly the Wizards have had their struggles. They're playing without John Wall. Uh, he was out out for, for rest uh, because he uh, had both of his knees uh, work, worked on this summer. So they, they want to hold him out of back-to-backs for the moment. Uh, he did not play. So, you know, this is a 1-4 and four Wizards team that's really struggling right now. So I don't want to read too, you know, put too much faith into, the, into that statement to say, oh, this is a championship team. But what I think these three games have shown, coming off of being 0-3, now being 3-3, three and three, and having to really gut out these wins. And each game, they had to gut out the win. They had to they had to make plays at the end. They had to come from behind. They had to just find a way and will themselves to victory. That's a really good sign. And I think Frank Vogel agrees with that sentiment too. Yeah, well that's that's a sign of a playoff team. You know, I, I really believe in, in defense and rebounding. Um, you know, is, is what gets you into the playoffs and, and what wins for you in the playoffs. And you know, some nights the, the, the ball's gonna go in a basket and the rhythm, the offensive rhythm is going to be there and some nights it's not. And we didn't have a good offensive rhythm tonight, and we weren't shooting the ball that well. But, you know, in the fourth quarter, uh, I think second game in a row, maybe third game in a row, we had them under 20 points, and uh, we were able to secure, secure the victory. And, they, of course, the Magic do get that victory. They do play that style, and slowly but surely, the Magic are discovering their identity, as I'll talk about in just a little bit. Just to run through the final stats before I talk very briefly about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Serge Ibaka, 11 points, 5 for 13 shooting. Evan Fournier, 13 points, 2 for 8 shooting, 7 for 8 from the foul line. Jeff Green, of course, 18 points. Mario Zonia, 9. Bismack Biombo 9. DJ Augustin, 7. Not a great offensive game for either team. The Orlando Magic shoot 39.7% from the floor, 9 for 28 from beyond the arc, and a, a somewhat disappointing 17 for 27 from the foul line. But the Magic do pull out the win, 88-86. They're back up to 3-3. Three and three. All that panic from the first week of the season quiets down a little bit. Things are looking good in the Magic Kingdom. Of course, things do not get much easier. Like I kind of jokingly said, uh, this last these last three games have kind of seen the Magic play like 2K. Like I just started playing uh, the the uh, the NBA uh, the quick the play now like online thing, and you start at the JV level, you move up as you get more wins and you get better, you move up to face tougher competition. People that have been playing a little bit longer, you know, you, the competition gets tougher. As you move on, that's essentially the joke. So they played Philadelphia, not a playoff team. They played Sacramento, not a playoff team. They played Washington, not a playoff team. 
Now comes the Chicago Bulls. A chance on the road for a, a pretty quality win here. The Bulls coming to the game 3-3. Three and three. They've lost their last three games, actually, so they're coming on a little bit of a down note. They started the season off on an offensive tear, just an absolute tear. Uh, and they've kind of begun to, to come back to earth and, and slow down just a little bit. Uh, that's going to be a, a a big thing to watch out for in this game is whether the Bulls can get into rhythm offensively or even if the Magic can uh, get into rhythm offensively and kind of bury the Bulls. Because what happened in their last game against the Indiana Pacers, the Pacers just kind of blitzed them early. They were able to get stops, turn them over, get out in transition, get some buckets, uh, and put the game away early. The, the, the Pacers went up big in the first quarter, and the Bulls never really threatened them. This is a team, much like the Magic, that does not create a lot of spacing. Their three guards are Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler. They're not considered good three-point shooters. So as long as the Magic defend the three-point line, they're going to be able to stay in this game just because the offenses are not going to generate a lot of points. And the Magic are going to be the same way. I mean, the Magic are, are not a team that's going to create great offense. The Pacers right now have one of the best offenses in the league. So it's 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 going to be an interesting interesting matchup of two bad offenses. Uh, with that being the case, I think a big key to this game, as, as Frank Vogel alluded to in his comments, is going to be the rebounding. Can you keep Taj Gibson and Robin Lopez off the glass? If you can do that... Hold them to one shot. You can. You're going to get a lot of misses. You're going to be able to get in transition and hopefully get some easy points. That's what the Pacers did in blowing them out on Saturday. On Saturday against the Wizards, the Magic uh, had 10 offensive rebounds, 33 defensive rebounds. They got out rebounded, 49 to 43. And securing the defensive glass has been a bit of an issue for the Magic. They've been good on the offensive glass, but not good on the defensive glass so far. So that is my big key to the game. Serge Ibaka, Nikola Vucevic, and Aaron Gordon have to be on point, on the glass. The Magic, though, should feel like they can win this game. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to do that. Uh, But it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a tough task. Uh, The Bulls aren't playing great right now, uh, but we've seen them turn things around pretty quickly. You turn the ball over, you miss a lot of shots, they're going to get their own transition attempts. Uh, And so I think it could be that kind of back-and-forth game. I'd expect a lower-scoring game, kind of not like Saturday low-scoring, but like kind of mid-90s game. Uh, Both teams are... Decent on the defensive end. The Magic are certainly getting a lot better. Uh, So this will be a tough road test, but a good test for the Magic right now with where they're at. So that game starts at 8 o'clock. It'll be on Fox Sports Florida or NBA League Pass if you get it. Uh, So be sure to check that out. We'll see how the Magic do there. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Of course, the big kind of thing that we've been talking about all all year and something we've kind of kept an eye on throughout the summer is this Magic identity. Who is this Orlando Magic team? Well, we think we know who they want to be. And Frank Vogel has said this forever. It's they're a defensive-minded team, a tough-nosed defensive-minded team that gets out in transition. And through the first three games, it didn't really look like that. Not, Not even in the slightest. The Magic were struggling to move the ball on offense. 
It was getting them stuck in the mud, and their defense was letting them down, continually letting them down. The last three games, even the last two, two of the last three games, not Saturday's game, but even then, it didn't feel like the Magic were uh, particularly strong defensively yet. Uh, they were they were still struggling to uh, get stops consistently, to, to string together stops, to get out in transition, to create those easy opportunities, uh, and get into a good rhythm and flow. So the team's identity didn't seem to be taking shape. We all kind of felt with the way those first three games went, with the struggles, with them not being on the same page, that they needed a victory just kind of to exhale. And while they didn't necessarily play the best defense uh, in Thursday's game against the Sacramento Kings, it was certainly a lot better. Um, they, I mean, they, they, the, the defensive rating, I looked it up, was like 103-something. Uh, and if that was their season average, they'd be middle of the pack defensively. That, that's essentially how they played against Sacramento. They did enough to win the game. They buckled down when they needed to. It's just about getting that consistency a little bit longer. And certainly the Magic did that in the second half against the Wizards, not so much in the first half, although they did have their moments in the first half as well. Uh, Bismack Biombo obviously makes a huge difference. He's been a big energy boost for the team off the bench, has just added so much to this team in building their ident- in building that identity defensively. He just he he cleans up a lot of mistakes and allows players to play more aggressively, and that's just not happening necessarily with the starting unit right right now. And I'm not saying that means it's time for a lineup change, but Biombo is a game changer, and when the Magic need stops, they pull Vucevic and put Biombo in. I mean, Biombo has to be in on key defensive possessions. That's that's going to be the way it is all season, most likely. Uh, but overall, is this team buying into a defensive philosophy? And late in games, you're seeing, yes, they are. Against the Wizards, they allow 5-for-22 shooting in the fourth quarter. 5-for-22 shooting. They give up only 36 points in the second half on 31.8% shooting. 14-for-44, they force 6 turnovers, get 6 points off those turnovers, and 8 fast break points on 3 opportunities, on 3 field goal attempts. The Magic are getting a defensive identity. They're, They're getting there. But it, it is taking some time to to stretch out to 48 minutes. We've seen now a good half. We've seen a couple of really good quarters. But it's still going to take some time for it to really sink in. What I do think is good and what, what Frank Vogel really hoped for was that they would see results while they were doing that. They would win while they were making this gelling process. And certainly you can still tell that this Magic team is still working to come together. They're not quite together yet. And so, having said all that, they're getting there. They're not there yet, but they're getting there. And these wins, to me, prove that. They prove that the Magic are in that process and in a good place in that process right now. They're, they're making those steps that they need to make to, to reach that goal that they want to hit or reach that identity that they want to hit. Um, of course... The competition level is going to increase, and 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 the schedules the schedule, so you, you you kind of have to go with who you play next. You know, you get Chicago here, tough team. Minnesota on Wednesday, not an easy team. Utah on Friday, a very good team. You know, these games are going to be the test for the Magic, and I think Monday against the Bulls is a really good test for this identity. If they 
Bulls can easily run them out of the gym. They've got to be committed to their defensive identity and get and give themselves a chance. Uh, right now, that's what the defense has done for the most part. And even when the offense was stagnant and struggling uh, through three quarters, defense buckled down, kept them in the game, and they took they took that game from the Washington Wizards and went out and won it. And I think that's a very very good sign for who this team wants to be. They're gritty, they're tough, they find ways, they make it happen, and. For these last three games, at least, they've been able to do that. Now, is that sustainable? No. Uh, Evan Fournier said, we've got to find a way to make this work for three game, for all four quarters, not just the fourth. But it is a positive sign that the Magic are making these steps and, and taking, uh, the, taking getting to this point. Uh, and so, these three wins, if, if there's a big takeaway, if there's a big picture takeaway, it is that... Something's clicked with this team. They they figured out something that they didn't have last week or didn't have two weeks ago. And they're getting better. It's not necessarily the preseason mentality that I had where it was, are you better today than you were the last game? This is more a mentality of they're getting better and they're winning. They're producing results. The results are reinforcing their process. I mean, it, you hear coaches say process over results a lot. Uh, but for me, and, and I do believe in process of results. If you do the right things, the results will come. But as you're building a process, having results helps. And the Magic right now are producing some results and getting to a good point that they need to be at in order to succeed. Of course, a, a big reason, I think, for this level of success, the sudden turn in the Magic... Uh, is certainly uh, some of the veteran presence. Like I said, Jeff Green had a big game on Saturday. DJ Augustin has been instrumental. Uh, he was instrumental in the Magic's comeback against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was instrumental uh, in the Magic's comeback uh, in the Magic's comeback against the Washington Wizards, against the Philadelphia 76ers. He makes things happen with the ball in his hands. Bismack Biombo has been critical to the Magic's defensive re- re- uh, transformation in these fourth quarters. He starts these fourth quarters and plays more or less the entire quarter because he's just so important defensively. He changes the game defensively. Uh, Jeff Green has been solid. I mean, he's not, I I wouldn't call him his scoring consistent, but he's been just generally very solid. You know what you're going to get from him. He makes the right plays. He's not trying to do too much yet, uh, but he's been very good for the Magic so far, I mean, it's, I think he's in a perfect role for him. I think he's in a role that he's happy in, and, and he's succeeding in it, and he got rewarded on Saturday by finishing the game at the four. Serge Ibaka, I mean, Serge Ibaka, his voice carries weight, and um, while his play hasn't, hasn't come through, I think his voice in the locker room has helped. Uh, one thing that Rob Hennigan talked about all summer that he wanted to change about this team was to add a little bit more of a veteran presence to the roster. Uh, and it hasn't been easy to do, and it's certainly, if you're too young, sometimes you make mistakes. Uh, but having veterans keeping guys kind of in the game certainly helps, certainly is, is, is a benefit to a young team. And the Magic haven't necessarily had that for the last four years. This year, it seems like they do, and it's already paying dividends. Uh, DJ Augustin said that he was among the players 
heading into Tuesday's game against the Philadelphia, or heading into last Monday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers, or last Tuesday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers, that said, this is a must-win game. Whatever you have to do to win this game, you have to do it. And that message resonated with the with the with the players. And that message very much could be why that the Magic ended up winning that game. Because the Magic did whatever they had to do to win that game. They were down big in that game. And they stuck with it. They chipped away and they won the game. They won the game. And I don't know if that happens last year. Because no disrespect to Channing Fry. Channing's kind of a very loose guy and he was the only real veteran voice in that locker room or veteran in the rotation that could carry any weight carry any weight there in this locker room you have Serge Ibaka in the starting lineup and as much as again as much as Serge has struggled he's been there he's been to the finals and he has that experience to share you have Jeff Green you have DJ Augustin you have Bismack Biombo. while Biombo's not the oldest guy in the world uh, or at least the most veteran player in the world. He's been to conference finals now. You know, and he's taken on a little bit more of a leadership role. And so I think Augustin saying, and, and so many of the players saying that, you know, these guys stepped up before that game and really pushed us to, to do more and to make sure we left Philadelphia with a win. I think that is a huge thing for the Orlando Magic. I think that is a gigantic thing. And that was even more prevalent in what Mario Hizonia said after the game on Saturday. You know, last year, pretty much everybody was my age. <laughs> what, twice was 23. Uh, Vic is there as well. So, um, let me say it like this. We didn't have anybody to learn from on a, on a team. Uh, even Channing is not that old and everything. He had a lot of experience, but he's not that old. So, especially now with the guys... Uh, being around the uh, NBA for so long, being in the conference finals, being in the finals, it means a lot, you know, because they are, when you listen to them, you see the purpose, you know, so it's, uh, you have to, you have to li- listen to that. It's, it's interesting. It, their experience is really interesting for me. That was Mario Hizonia after Saturday's game talking about the veteran impact on him, and, and they've certainly helped him get through a little bit of his shooting slump and some of his struggles and remain confident so that he could deliver for them on Saturday and also talking a little bit about uh, how the this team's makeup is very different. And yeah, they, they did get a little bit older. They got a little more seasoned. They added some playoff experience, and all uh, Hoops Hype uh, confirms that the Magic are the only team in the league without a champion in any of the five major basketball uh, championships. That would be uh, no champion, no NBA champions, no NCAA champions, no Euro EuroLeague champions, no Olympic champions, and no World Cup champions. Uh, they're the only team on the roster without a player that has won at least one of those titles. Uh, this is a team that still has a lot of experience. Ibaka's been to the finals. Biombo's been to the conference finals. Jeff Green has been everywhere in this league. DJ Augustin has been to a lot of places. It's it's a team that has players who know what it takes to win in the NBA. Uh, and so uh, it seems like they're sharing that experience and making sure this Magic team is ready to take that next step. And certainly the way that they played the last three games, getting to 3-3 three and three after their 0-3 start uh, is a good sign of that veteran impact. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Remember, the Orlando Magic take on the Chicago Bulls at 8 o'clock. That game airs on Fox Sports Florida or an NBA League Pass. 
Uh, so we'll have a complete recap of that on tomorrow's show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so it gets downloaded automatically onto your, at least iTunes-enabled listening device. I'm sure you can get it set to automatically download it to any device that you choose. You can do that through iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Be sure if you do listen to us on iTunes to leave us a review. Five stars would be preferable. Four stars, I won't hate you as much. Three stars, you'll be like my sister and catch a Pikachu before I did. I'm still not happy about that. Uh, be sure to be, be, but please leave us a review. Leave us a kind review that does help us climb the rankings so that other people can know how great Locked On Magic is. Be sure to tell your friends as the Magic season picks up steam that if they want to know what's going on with the Orlando Magic, if they're going to, let's say they're going to the game on Wednesday against the Minnesota Timberwolves, best place to know, best place to know what's going on heading into that game is listen to Locked On Magic. I, I can't think of a better better place to go to listen to, to get ready for a game that I'm heading to as well. Uh, and I record the show. Uh, so be sure to do be sure to do all that for, for the show. We do appreciate all the love and all the listens. Uh, it's going to be another fantastic week for the Orlando Magic. Another uh, four games this week, actually, before we before we sit down for mon- for Monday. The, uh, they'll leave uh, after the Utah game on Friday and play our good friend Victor Oladipo and the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma City next Sunday. So uh, lots of games to get to. The games are coming fast and furious now. Uh, as the year begins and the Magic sit at 3-3. Three and three. That'll do it for today's show. I want to thank everyone for listening. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich of Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We will see you tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.